Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. Today, I have another special guest on the podcast, my friend Ukarsh. Um, Ukarsh and I, we actually worked on a, a film recently called Bipolar. Uh, it's available on YouTube. It was written by Ukarsh and we both co-produced it. Um, anyways, uh, I, Ukarsh and I are going to talk a little bit today about uh, his experience growing up in India around uh, where there where he tells me there's a lot of ableism uh, and you know his experience growing up around disabled and neurodivergent people and um, you know what what it was like for him uh, like his perspective and his theories and and like all that so anyways without further ado uh, welcome, Ukarsh. Hi, thank you, George. Yeah. Uh, that was a very um, beautiful <laughs> introduction. Mm-hmm. I've uh, not been introduced in a long time mm-hmm. like that, especially. Yeah. So it was uh, really good to hear. Thank nice. you for, yeah, for that. Nice. Um, so yeah, I I wanted to ask you. I think the first thing I wanted to ask you today is. Tell us um, a little bit, you know, to the extent you're comfortable, about what inspired you to come on this podcast and share your thoughts and experiences with your... Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I am uh, I uh, was a bit scared. I'm still a little bit scared about mm-hmm. sharing things. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things I, you know, I feel like needs to be shared, but I don't really feel comfortable sharing because, you know, I don't really want to name names. I don't want to uh, hurt anyone's feelings. I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, I, I just, so, you know, it's a, it's a very tricky thing yeah. when you have a lot going on and you do want to talk about these sensitive topics. Mm-hmm. So it's, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to find a balance yeah. where, you know, it's still useful, helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what inspired me? Um, well, uh, of course, uh, knowing you, mm-hmm. um, uh, knowing what you do and knowing how um, motivated you are to help people who are, you know, who Probably. are facing similar experiences. Yeah. And, uh, and coming from a background where I have seen a lot of people going through, you know, discrimination. And again, the place where I come from, we don't, we don't really, we don't really even label it as discrimination. We don't even, you know, call it a, you know, uh, people having challenges. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very different. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when I came over here, I I saw a lot of people taking taking these things very seriously, taking these things very with respect and sensitivity, and and making sure the the pe- pe- people who are struggling are really, you know, they have ways to grow. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in in other places, what I've seen is. Uh, People who really struggle, they, you know, they're not given 
opportunities. It's actually good for other people who are able to do it because it, it, it's it's a very mean world. <laughs> so, anyways, what 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 inspired me was to come over, add contribute to this ongoing vision you have, George. Mm-hmm. I uh, mostly I'm doing it, you know, out of this beautiful friendship you and I have, and I feel like I might have something that might uh, offer a little bit more insight into what it is outside of the American culture, people who, you know, who may be unaware of things outside of America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that, um, you know, you, you were inspired like by listening to my podcast and by our friendship, um, to, to come on today. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy to to have you on. And so, and if you wanted to like, and it, this is just to the extent that you're comfortable, but if you wanted to talk about anyone and you wanted to change their name, um, feel free to do that as well. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I wanted to ask a little bit, um, like, what were the first experiences that you had? Um, in your life in India, would you say, like around dealing with disabled folks? Uh, let's see. First, uh, wow. I mean, it's been 10 years since I left India. Yeah. And I've been uh, away from my family for like 15 years now. And by the way, I mean, I've been run away, but <laughs> more in colleges and just out, out of the hometown. But uh, very first experiences, I would say uh, in childhood and in school and you know uh, with neighborhood kids um bullying mostly yeah bullying of 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 the weaker ones Mm -hmm. and i was bullied a lot Mm -hmm. um uh, and uh a lot of times i fought back a lot of times i couldn't uh but the more i i was experiencing the bullying uh, the more i was realizing i was the weaker one and and the more all those people who were bullying me were realizing they were the stronger one mm-hmm. so the bullying kept going on and and uh it, it it over time it did something to me honestly it's it it changed the way i was looking at things it changed the way i was thinking about myself it just it it, it made me it made me challenged it it, it 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 affected my thinking it affected who i was it affected it honestly it it, it felt like i had a a a, a disorder of some mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. because i i was struggling um i had very very few friends uh initially I had a lot of friends i mean at least i thought they were my friends but uh but they would find opportunities to embarrass me bully me uh, make fun of me, whatever, you know, sometimes just put me in situations that were, that would, you know, be painful. <laughs> and, uh, and I believe that, man. And later on, I realized, my goodness, this is, it, it's, it's not the kind of relationship I want to have. And, and and those experiences really really changed me. Those 
yeah, I, I mean, when I call, you know, when I say I feel like I, I because of those experiences, I, I'm, I'm mentally challenged. It's because I could have had all those beautiful experiences, but I did not, and it ruined my childhood. I wish my childhood childhood was different. I do have some. You know, I, I I do have sadness in me about not having a beautiful childhood. I do have uh, hatred, you can say. I hatred might be strong, but I do I do not want to see those people again. It's not who I wanted to be, and 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 all those experiences are are. And sometimes they prevent me to start a new relationship with a new person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can, yeah, Uh, it's, I I was just going to say, like, I can certainly relate to the experience of being bullied. Um, I had a pretty bad bullying experience myself, and, uh, I mean, of course, probably different in terms of, like, I was in Brazil, and you were in India, and there were probably different circumstances, but, um, yeah, I um Yeah, no, I get it. It's 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 hard and bullying is just one thing, man. It's I've I've you know, I've seen a lot of people who are even adults and they they are they're discriminated based on the profession they are in. Right? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. you don't have to be a child, you don't have to be a you know, a, a, a kid who, who's not getting an A or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not, it, it, if, if you don't look good, if you don't get a stylish haircut, if your shoes are old or torn, if your school uniform is, is not white, but it's more gray because you're wearing your older brother's uniform because your parents can't get a new one for you for whatever reason, if... If you know your your parents did something and you were not even part of it, the whole neighborhood is gonna is gonna start discriminating mm. against you. It's it, you don't have to be at fault to be discriminated. And and the and the and the feeling of not knowing what you did that 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 made you yeah. go through these experiences does something to you. That's the worst. It, yeah. Um, and and you're little you don't even know what's happening and and my, my whole point is that you, you you don't have to be born with a disability it's you, I mean, you can be given a disability yeah yeah you can experience ableism even if you're not disabled so exactly um, and and you know, you know the, the the bipolar movie that you referenced in the beginning during the introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 actually about that. Yeah. It's I I tried to convey that message that there's so, so many people out there who just don't know why they're struggling, and and it's just a society. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's one of the main things I talk about in on this podcast is how the society a lot of these struggles that people have are exacerbated by the society it's the way society treats people that 
exacerbates these things and and you know you can even have someone that's like doing well as a child and then they go through all this trauma and they end up by the time they're a teenager or by the time they're an adult they get bipolar or they get anxiety or depression um these things can develop um over time it's just from the way people are treated um so yeah it's really just really sad so i mean i wanted to get a little more about um and i don't know like no, feel free to ask whatever okay. you feel like. Yeah. I I feel like I'm 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 getting deep in in that feeling emotion. So okay. I might just say stuff. So yeah, yeah go ahead and ask um, whatever you feel okay. like. Don't hesitate. Yeah. Um, what was your experience like at home, like with your parents? Like, would was it were they open to talking about like anything that was happening to you at school, or was it not? usually um so you know so okay so here's the thing so uh mental disabilities is is not really a thing that parents talk about they don't Mm -hmm. it's not even a thing that uh, parents want to even consider talking about if, yeah. if let's say you, you have something going on, you know, you're challenged and you're struggling with maths or science or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's no, no one would even consider an idea that you might be challenged. Mm-hmm. They won't even take you to a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's the, the very first thing and the only thing that's going to come to their mind is that you're making excuses of mm-hmm. not doing math. You're making excuses to not go to ha- not have to go to school. It's that because they're trying to – we live in a competitive world. Yeah. You know, by, I mean, when I grew up, it was competitive. You you, you, you got to be better than your neighborhood kids. You got to be better than th- them. They mm-hmm. gotta, it's all about mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. So you better not tell me you got you, you, you got a you got a disorder going on because mm-hmm. one I'm not gonna believe that. Second, I know you make excuses, and <laughs> so so you know so that's one thing. No one's gonna mm-hmm. believe you that believe that. Second, there's a, a lot of stuff that happens is about bullying. Kids don't want to go to school not because oh they hate school or they have something better to do or. They, they don't want to go to school because they don't want to get bullied. Yeah. They don't want to cry. They don't want to... They, it's not a comfortable environment. And mm-hmm. sure, well, uh, and uh, pa- what parents do is, oh, they, they'll, they'll either g- give a lecture to their own kid, hey, be strong, be this, be that, or, oh, go go and complain to your teacher. Oh, well, guess what? What, what is teacher going to do? Nothing. Fine, they'll... The, the next day, the principal is going to come on and uh, give another long speech oh, and set up some rules of what's going to happen if someone... Nothing happens. Th- that, that speech doesn't work. It's... Yeah. People feel... <laughs> people need to feed their ego. Mm. Mm-hmm. The way they feed their ego is by bringing the other person down. Shame them. Bully them. Show them that they 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 are the bigger ones. The, the other True. person got to beg. True. That's how you feed your ego. Yeah. So that's exactly what you end up doing. You you make friends that 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 are like you or are gonna help you become 
become a, a better person who can feed their ego in a better way. Mm. Right. So that's what happens. And, uh, and, uh, so th- the way I, I mean, so yeah, I mean, my most, uh, my, most of my school time was, you know, either getting bullied or staying away from those people, which, which also meant that I only had like one or two friends, but mm. all those friends were also trying to become friends of other people who were bullying because they didn't like to be isolated. Mm. Uh, uh, I also had some good friends, but, uh, you know, they moved away. Uh, but in the end, the only option I had was to get used to it, basically, right? Uh, or become like them. I tried both. Uh, but I think uh, nothing actually worked because I wasn't feeling happy about it. But then there was this time when in high school, uh, I I was basically isolated. I didn't want to be around all these people. Mm. Um, And I got into my, I basically, the only option I had was to play alone, play computer games or do whatever myself. Uh, I did all that. Uh, And also to just, pick up my books and study. Mm. And so I did. And so when I was in high school, right about in the middle, uh, I was, you know, people would still make fun of me and whatnot. But then there was this time, there was this magical moment when when I all of a sudden <laughs> got 91 out of 100 in maths mm. and mathematics. And that was the very first time I had, I had gotten anything over 65 wow. in mathematics. And and everybody was shocked about wow, how, and I was shocked myself how. And yeah. the reason I realized was that actually it's it's because of them. If they hadn't bullied me, if they hadn't made me isolated, I wouldn't have gone back to my books and studied this much. Mm, that's right. And that was a turning point for me because that 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 day I I changed. I I believed in myself. I believed that holy shit, I I can do something. And I I went back to my books and studied a lot and in the next grade I I got I got ninety six out of hundred and no one else in the class was getting it. Wow! I was the only one getting it and so people were people were getting impressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. I have an upper hand, huh? That's interesting. Now it's my turn to feed my ego. Wow! Next grade, eleventh grade, I got ninety nine out of hundred. Wow! In mathematics, yeah. and no one else in the school got that. Wow! Wow, the whole school. People are like, people are becoming friends because they they need help with their mathematics homework. Mm. Like, sure. Wow! So they started. When I got to the twelfth grade, the very first day, uh, uh, a guy who uh, who who uh, who uh, who I had known for many years at that point. Mm-hmm walked up to me, he pushed me, and he threatened me to, to not to, to, to not get so many marks in mathematics. He, he threatened me that he would beat me outside of the school if, if I continued getting such high ranks in oh mathematics. Oh, my God. Wow. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not even trying to compete. And he came with, like, three guys. And, like, they're, they're pushing me here and oh there. And, like, and I, obviously, I didn't know what to say because I didn't want to fight them. I, I know, I knew at that point they, they, they were they could beat me up um but i didn't know what to say they made fun of my clothes they they did everything they could they they did everything they knew of right oh yeah 
Uh, what, so, you know, in, in India, we have, uh, you know, d- during your grade in 12th grade, that's, that, that's like the grade before you go to college. And that's a very important grade. So like in the first few months, we have some exams, local, you know, just mm-hmm. class-wide exams. And, uh, and, uh, there was this, uh, uh, you know, math exam happened and, uh, it was out of 30 and there was this guy who got 27 out of 30 in everyone. And it, it was a batch of 300 students. Everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? Who the hell mm-hmm. is this guy? And, and people are trying to like, no one knows. There's like, there were three, three mathematics teachers and no one knew who, who, who got this. Mm. And, and now it was me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was me. And I was like, and when I got the, when I got the, my, my notebook, I'm like, where did I lose three points? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's going in my yeah. head. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, why is someone getting 27? They, I, I think I, I, I did everything right. I, they should be 30. Maybe they haven't, maybe they haven't checked my notebook yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then my name was called like, oh my God, it was you? Mm-hmm. Like, really? I got 27? Like, what's the big deal? Fine. I worked hard. Okay. Long story short. Towards the end of the twelfth grade, I got hundred out of hundred in maths. Wow! And I'm like, oh yeah, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you thank you, and I was like, thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like, it, it was a very joyous moment because I'm 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 glad I'm glad you abandoned me. I'm glad you almost by boycotted me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so happy. I didn't. <laughs> Um, and I'm actually glad because if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be here sitting in the, in the United States of America. I wouldn't have gone through colleges the way I did. I wouldn't have, uh, met all these amazing people I have. I, I, I wouldn't have become an actor, nothing. I am so glad whatever happened happened. I, I, yes, I wish things were different. I wish I would I I wish I didn't have I didn't have to go through all that and mm-hmm. I could have still found a way to get here. Uh that's you know that's something I'm still you know unhappy about but there's nothing I can do about it it's all gone. So yeah, uh I don't I'm trying to remember what question you asked. Oh how how was it yeah, uh, working out with parents so that's how it was you know I just found my own way because whatever people were telling me wasn't really working for me I tried everything and and I found my way well I think that's really great how it I mean despite having that unpleasant experience like during the moments like the time that they were bullying you it's really awesome to see how you actually used that as fuel to um, propel you, you know, to, to do like, to focus so much on studying and then do so well in math. And then, you know, you've, you've gotten to where you've gotten. And um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about what was it like, you know, continuing on, what was the like your your experience in college and then when you moved to the US and um uh, yeah um uh well okay so here's the thing i told myself um uh, that when i go to college 
I'm going to go to a, a place where no one knows me. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm trying to get away from all these people, but it's 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 because I I get to be whoever I want. Yeah. No one knows me. I can I can start from scratch. And that's exactly what I did. So I went to a uh, you know a, a, a small town in India, um, um, amazing college. Um, I was a different person. I, I was someone who was not gonna take bullshit. And it's not like I'm fighting with people and all that. No, I'm. I people don't know my history. People don't know I was bullied. Uh, I'm I'm just a nice guy, and people are trying. People are being nice to me. And I have weaknesses, I have strengths, I, I, I accept all of those, but I'm really careful about who I talk to. I'm, I'm watching people and I'm, 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 I'm making a list of people who I want to be with and I, who I don't want to be with. Um, so that, and it was a new thing for me to try out. And it's not like I read it in a book or something. It's like, oh, something happened to me. And it's like, yeah, I got to be, I got to watch for myself because no one else is going to. Um, so that's what I did. Uh, you know, a lot of times I failed doing that and, uh, I made mistakes, but yeah, I got better because of it. So, uh, same thing when I came to the United States, it was very different. Uh, I mean, I, you know, my, my, my perception of the U S was whatever I had seen on TV. Mm-hmm. And I thought the entirety of America was like New York, tall mm-hmm. buildings, lots of people yeah. lighting this and that Vegas, you know, and no, it was not like that because I the first time I flew was in Bozeman, Montana, which mm. was there's nothing there. Yeah, you know, basically you're landing in like wait what what I'm looking through my window I'm like mm. what where am I landing am I being yeah. hijacked and I look at my boarding pass oh in Bozeman, Montana I'm like wait doesn't doesn't look like New York what the no. hell's going on and I literally wow. called the air host and like. Are we landing at the right place? Like, yeah, welcome to Bozeman, Montana. Like, holy shit, there's nothing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm glad I went there. Mm-hmm. I, I that that place changed me a lot. That place uh, because it wasn't the environment where people were trying to compete with each other. It was everyone was helping each other. I learned I learned so much about communicating, being being a better communicator, not intellectually, not to give presentations, but just being being open to humanness, being open to sensitivity and be, being really giving a chance to the other person to speak up and, and raise their concerns and and be really respectful of what it is because none of that happens in India. Mm-hmm. Again, it's 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 a game. The more you can shame, the more you can feed your ego, the bigger you become. That's yeah. the game, right? So I was, I was going away from that game. It started to go away. So that's what I liked and... Um, and I still have connections with, you know, a lot of people who are still in India and they're still like that. And I, I, you know, I don't talk to them for a long time, a couple of minutes and I'm done for a couple of weeks, maybe months now, because I don't want all that energy from those people. Some people are nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. I talk to them. I, you know, laugh about things, make fun of people. Fine. It's fine for once in a while, but you know, it's not that I'm trying to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, so yeah, that's what it was like. Um, oh, I, and I, and I got more uh, exposed to, uh, the challenges people have physically, mentally, uh, the discrimination and how sensitive this topic is to the people who live here in the States. And because that was not a thing in India, not at all. Yeah. 
So um, you, you found that people talk about it more openly here. Talk about it, respect respect mm-hmm. those people, give opportunities to those people, and it's a thing. It's it's a thing. You have dedicated parking spots, you have special lines, you have priorities, you have this, you have that, all kinds of stuff. In India, nope, nothing. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. It's your problem. If you're disabled, it's your problem. Uh, mm. Go to hell. I, I could care less. It's that wow. mentality. Wow. So, and I'm not saying every every Indian is like that, but it's, most people I've seen are like that. Through the culture, you'd say it's it's most. Yeah, like it's that. it's yes, it's changing. Uh, it's changing because you know we have social media. Uh, some someone some something someone does. Mm-hmm. California next day it's all over the you know everyone yeah. sees it. So, yes, I mean yes, it gets spread. But how often does it get practiced? Mm. That's another thing, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, yes, people know about it. People talk about it on social media, how much they care. But how many of you do you really practice? Right? So, yeah. that's another thing. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, what my experience was. is just mm-hmm. life-changing, just mind-blowing. Do you, and now this is a question that you, you can... If you're not comfortable answering this, you don't need mm-hmm. to. But did you ever suspect, and if you did suspect that you had a disorder of some kind, what disorder what would that uh-huh. be? Uh, <laughs> well, 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 well. Um, so, um, okay. So, well, I very recently I started suspecting something. Uh, again, and I say very recently because it was not a thing in my culture, in my mind. I was like, yeah. Uh, but when I started taking acting classes and uh, there, there's this part where we study impediments, physical and yeah. mental impediments. And uh, and you have to do research. You have to build characters that might have certain kind of impediments. You mm. might be, you know, uh, uh, art, you may be artistic or you may be physically challenged, whatever it is. Right? Yeah. And I was studying different impediments, and I I resonated with one of them. I'm like, holy crap, is that mm-hmm. real? And I don't know. I'm not medically diagnosed or anything, but I but I do feel like I have a lot of symptoms of uh, a bipolar disorder, uh-huh. which is uh, which is which is not. I mean, which is you know you can have very uh, extreme emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're crazy and you're yelling at on streets and that. And it's not like that. But it's more, you know, your your up your uh, your highs and lows yeah. can come anytime. Yeah. And when you go low, you go very low. When you mm-hmm. go high, you go very high. Yeah. And it's not like it changes every second. But it's more like there are things that trigger those things, mm-hmm. those, those highs and those lows. Yeah. And once it's triggered, it's triggered. It's, yeah. it's in, you know, everyone reacts differently. If it, when, when I get low, I have a tendency to shut down basically mm-hmm. and not talk to people, mm-hmm. uh, not, not talk to the person who triggered it. But outside mm-hmm. of that, outside of that, I'm just different person. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I'm, I can, I can, I'm, about 80% of my high outside of that, right? So um, it's, yeah, so 
you know, I may have bipolar disorder. I'm aware of it. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working on it to, you know, to make sure it doesn't affect my relationships yeah. and things I do. Uh, but, but it, it is also something I, I'm just learning about myself and what exactly it is um, and what kind of things does it do to me and to people around me and when does it get triggered and 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 this triggering you know and, and the way i'm approaching is that why 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 is it triggering me and i try to go to the whys and try mm-hmm. to see if i can fix the why so that it doesn't even trigger me and sometimes it works sometimes the stuff is too deep it doesn't work yeah. um but yeah, but again, I, you know, like, you know, like I try to convey in the bipolar movie, I feel like everyone's got something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like I'm calling it bipolar because I read a bunch of articles. I was like, oh, this looks like it. But, mm-hmm. you know, some, everyone's going something, has something because everyone's going through all kinds of random stressful stuff. Yeah. It's doing something to them. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, really glad that you were um, comfortable talking about this because I think it is really important to talk about and to kind of show people like the lived experience perspective because I feel like there is so much stigma you know people don't really understand fully like what bipolar is like what autism is what ADHD is and um that's very interesting that that um i can see how that would have happened because i I remember like this specific part of the meisner acting training that you're talking about uh and working on impediments particularly um mental impediments um and so did you i guess my next question around that would be did you experiment with the bipolar impediment and how did that make you feel while you were doing that um, in the acting class? Oh, do you, yeah. So during the acting class, I did not, uh, did not uh, do a bipolar impediment because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I already got it. I, I've yeah. been living it for years. Why yeah. do I need to do it again? Exactly, yeah. I also did not, and likewise, for the same reason, I did not do a drunk impediment because mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to be drunk. So I don't mm-hmm. have to do a drunk impediment. Uh, what I want to do, do was some, try something new, something I, I'm not going to experience you know, so stuff like uh, uh, Parkinson's disease. I mean, I could experience that if something happens to me, but I haven't experienced it. So mm-hmm. Parkinson's disease, mm-hmm. uh, split personality disorder, uh, uh, a Tourette's, Tourette's sy- mm-hmm. syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the things that I was like, wow, there's so much going on. As an actor, there's going to be a lot to learn yeah. from it. So, yeah, and so I didn't really mean yeah, I didn't try bipolar disorder. Yeah, so just, there was no, you know, there was no like heavy feelings going on yeah, about that. I see. Um, one other question that's come up for me now is, have you now that you've you know learned more about this, and then of course making the film and everything, which I'll put the link for in the in the show notes below. Um, and uh, so I was wondering, like, did, has all of this made you 
want to pursue a medical diagnosis or do you feel like it's not something that you you're interested in doing um, at this time? Um, it's, I mean, that's an interesting question and I say that only when I don't have an answer. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't really feel the need Mm -hmm. to get a medical diagnosis done. I, I may have a bipolar disorder. I may not have a, it changes nothing for me. I mean, there might be some medications I can take, but it's not like I'm going crazy every day mm -hmm. and people are basically crying because of me. It's not that bad. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, things are not as bad as, you know, me wanting to get a medical diagnosis because I just mm -hmm. feel like it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Like it, mm -hmm. It's, I see. And that's totally fine because it's like it really depends on the person. You know, some people want the validation of a diagnosis. Some people are just okay self-diagnosing. It, it really um, depends on on the person. And I feel like everyone has a little bit of a, a different um, yeah. opinion. I also feel like, you know, I mean, I mean, here's the funny thing, because if I did get a diagnosis and I did turn out to be a bipolar disorder, right. I can I can use that. I can actually abuse that. And I yell at people and say, oh, hey, I got a mm. bipolar disorder, so forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> right? um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm just half joking, actually. Um, but honestly, I just feel like I... I, 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 there are things I gotta work on. I, uh, yeah, I wanna figure myself out first mm -hmm. more. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think, let's see. Uh, okay, I have two more questions for you. Um, what would you say has been the most challenging part of this whole? journey of like discovering your bipolar symptoms oh let's see most challenging uh well knowing that i have one or might have one uh knowing it's a thing. Um, realizing it's okay to have it. Yeah. Um, knowing that there are ways to address it. Mm -hmm. Not maybe not medically, but you know, by taking care of yourself, by taking care of people around you, by not by knowing when you're when when the low is hitting you. Yeah. And, by figuring out a way to quickly come out of it, mm. mm -hmm. because when I go low, I I'm I'm low for like a couple of days. Mm. So you do have like a burnout that kind of goes. goes yeah, on. it's yeah. it's yeah the thing that triggered it. It's it's there for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. So and then it starts and gradually starts to fade away, yeah. but it's. And what does that usually feel like you can't? Um... No, it's more that, you know, it's, I think it's coming from 
the experiences I had in childhood yeah. where I felt like I had nowhere to protect me. I felt like I just, people just wanted to take, you know, advantage of me and I, I'm going to be shamed here or bullied here or whatever. But so it's like, if, if, if I, if I feel like something's going to attack me and I never thought that this human being or this situation was going to turn out this way, mm-hmm. that triggers me that, that, that that's basically telling me I like the thing I, I trusted the most would keep me safe did the opposite. Mm. So that feeling of, you know, being betrayed, betrayed and, and not having a place to go. That, 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 and that brings the lows. So, yeah, that, that's something that still gets, gets triggered a lot um yeah and it takes yeah and yeah yeah Yeah. um so you know just knowing that there's there's nothing for me you know in staying low and are there right away are there certain strategies that you tend to use um, like, what are the main strategies you tend to use to get yourself out of the lows? Um, distractions, uh, talking to people that uh, can bring me back to the highs, talking to people who, you know, uh, are, you know, either funny or they talk stupid stuff. So that brings out the mm. laugh. Yeah. Uh, they okay to try weird stuff. Uh, yeah, just, you know, talking to people who are known to have crazy ideas or always have crazy stories to tell. Um, talking to people who uh, are older, because yeah. they have, they always have stories, right? They uh, just, uh, I just try to be in a different environment. I, I try, mm-hmm. but the low in me does not want to even be in that environment. So it's, it's, it's a struggle, but, I, I try to find a way to engage myself in different kinds of conversations with, uh, with, uh, in different activities. Uh, the other thing I do is figure out why it's affecting me. Mm, right? What's, what, 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 where, is, where is it coming from? Yeah. Right? It's not that this one little thing someone said or mm. someone did to me triggered it. This, this, like this, deeper than that. Yeah, so yeah. I try to do that. And uh, um, sometimes I get to the why. Sometimes I I fix the why. Um, sometimes I'm not able to, so it goes on for three days. Um, and sometimes I'm just hoping to get an apology or something to get a closure. And I don't I don't get it. And like then I convince myself, okay, well, what do you want to do? You want to stay in the low state for months? <laughs> uh, or, and then I convince myself that, oh, okay, well, a stupid apology is not worth yeah, my happiness. So, come out. Um, so, you know, there's a bunch of stuff I try. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how heavy the stuff is. And Yeah. Well, I certainly yeah. relate, I mean, differently because more from an autistic perspective, but I relate a lot to this feeling of, you know, someone does something fucked up and 
you just really want an apology. You just really want them to acknowledge, like, hey, I did something wrong. I shouldn't have done this. And sometimes you just don't get that. Like, they they don't give it to you. You just don't get it. And it is really hard to move on from that sometimes. To, Especially, yeah. like, for me, like, with because I think so literally and I like things so structured and I like peace. I like knowing that I'm at peace with people. So I have a conflict and it can't get solved. It does leave a bit of a bitter taste. It leaves a a bit of a bitter feeling. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, they're just, I won't get into it, but recently. Yeah, I get it, yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, the closure is the thing, right? If you don't get the closure, then you really need to be strong. Yeah, it, it does test yeah. some strength. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the the last question I have for you is similar, but it's a lot more positive. Um, what would you say is the most gratifying part of this whole self-discovery journey for you? Uh, well... Everything actually. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad whatever happened happened. Yeah. Uh, it made me stronger. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing anything as a negative thing anymore. Um, whatever's gonna come, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I want it to come. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I may not be prepared for it, but uh, fine. I mean, I'll fine. I'll make a mistake or two. I mean, here, here's the thing: I, I, I believe in this. There's a big reason why stuff is happening. Mm. Uh, why anything exists? Why you and I exist? Why this whole humanity exists? Why animals exist? Everything on in this thing, anything we know of, why why does that that exist? planets solar systems whatever uh there's a there's a big reason why any of this exists and i don't know what that reason is it's bigger than me whoever created it might know that yeah. might know might know the reason so the so everything that's and i and i have a have a purpose just mm-hmm. like everyone else a tree yeah. has a purpose and I, everything has a purpose I don't know what that is. I mean, I know as a human what the purpose is, but this human plays in this this universe. What's the purpose, right? I don't know yeah. that. It's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I feel like whatever's happening is preparing me to be ready for that time when my purpose is going to be resolved. Everything that's happening, good or bad, it's preparing me. And I don't know what that is. It might be... The, the, the purpose needs a weak person who's mentally destroyed because that's going to help achieve something that's that the creator of everything wanted to achieve. Or it might be a strong person who has a certain perspective and it's might, it could affect another human being who might do something and it could affect another human being who might cut a tree the next day and it might... A little child might see it, might start having some feelings and he might become a public speaker and might affect other people. Someone might, you know, kill an animal, uh, go to space, whatever, watch something on TV, whatever. Everything's ha- everything that is happening is happening for a reason. 
And I don't know what that reason is, but it, it's preparing every one of us for something to yeah. fulfill their purpose in this universe. So, and because of that belief, I am, I'm happy for what happened. Yeah. I, I relate to that as well. Um, I think, you know, we all have some kind of, of purpose and, um, I mean, in terms of like, I, I felt that like for me, discovering myself the the last few years and I think it's continuing to happen and it it, it never really stops you know like I I found like when I started the the Meisner training you know when I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna do this formal training and become an actor I felt like that was a big moment but then I didn't even know there was more to come it's like when I finish the training, I step into advocacy and all of a sudden I have this podcast with almost a hundred episodes now and I'm just doing like all these things and then I, you know, doing films now. We did our film and I have another film that's coming out soon. Um, so yeah, it's like I feel like I'm also kind of constantly discovering myself and and moving forward as well and i think that is certainly a very gratifying thing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so anyways um those are all the questions i have for today but i wanted to to thank you uh again for coming on this this was a really great episode um and yeah yeah, yeah i loved well i don't know if i would say loved loved but i i just you know, I, I feel lighter mm-hmm. talking about the stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't generally go to podcasts. I don't really talk about all the stuff. I mean, you and I have talked, yeah. in, you know, behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just, I, I have a smile on my face mm-hmm. right now. It's, it's, and I feel happy about sharing nice. all the stuff. Nice. I'm, yeah. I'm I hope lighter. This, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And and I it makes me happy too to, you know, be be able to, to bring that joy and that lightness and that is what I I tend to to get the feedback I tend to get from people after they they do an episode with me. Like usually they're pretty nervous in the beginning, understandably, you know, like a lot of times it's their first time and uh and then by the end it, it just ends up being a great conversation and we we finish feeling very good um so yeah yeah thank thank you again um thank you everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and please be sure to check out um our film which will be linked uh down below uh thanks once again